Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good Monday morning to you and welcome to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Yeah, good morning, John Clark. John Clark. Brandon and Uncle John. That's right. Back again. Back again. We are so glad to be with you to start the week out together here on Real Presence Live. We have a wonderful show and we'll get into a little bit of a preview of that. But first, let's begin our week in a prayer. So we are... In the, uh, in the middle of a novena, praying to St. Monica. And today is day five, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Today we pray for those whose sins make them feel unworthy to come to God. May they feel the warm embrace of our Father's loving forgiveness. Exemplary mother of the great, great, the great Augustine, you perseveringly pursued your wayward son, not with wild threats, but with prayerful cries to heaven. Intercede for all mothers in our day so that they may learn to draw their children to God. Teach us to remain, to all, teach us to remain close to all God's children, even the prodigal sons and daughters who have sadly gone astray. Dear St. Monica, troubled wife and mother, many sorrows pierced your heart during your lifetime. Yet you never despaired or lost faith. With confidence, persistence, and profound faith, you prayed daily for the conversion of your beloved husband, Patricius, and your beloved son, Augustine. Grant me that same fortitude, patience, and trust in the Lord. Intercede for me, dear St. Monica, that God may favorably hear my plea for those for whom I am praying. Grant me the grace to accept his will in all things, through Jesus Christ our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. St. Monica, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Excellent. And that is a novena. Again, we are continuing each day here on Real Presence Live. This was day five. We're actually going to be talking more about St. Monica later in the show with a woman who has a devotion to her in the listening area. So we're excited. We obviously, a lot of us probably know the story of St. Monica and her deep devotion into prayer and praying for the conversion of St. Augustine. We, we, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard of St. Mm-hmm. Augustine, oh, yeah. and uh, but may not know that he was not St. Augustine growing up. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll get more into those prayers of St. Monica and, and the prayers of this mother. We'll also be talking about homeschooling. We're, we're heading into the school year. Many places, actually, I know the college, at least in NDSU, starting this week. So we're heading back into the school year. We're going to talk to a homeschooling mom to find out what it's like to get ready for the upcoming year. And speaking of schooling, we're going to have a great interview with a, a gal who's with an organization that helps talk about human dignity and sexual integrity with middle school and high school students. She's a part of this organization that travels around doing this sort of work, which is so important, right? When we talk about who we are as beloved sons and daughters, you know, and recognizing our dignity or our culture has a dignity crisis. <laughs> we don't have dignity for life. And so for this organization and, and her to be going around and talking about the beauty of our human dignity and sexual integrity. We, we have a lot of sexual identity issues as well, you know, is so important today. So we're very excited to have you with us here on Real Presence Live for the next couple of hours. As we mentioned, we have a lot of great things happening and a lot of great topics to cover. So you want to be able, you want to be sure to tune in for these next couple hours. Let's uh, transition now into our first guest of the morning. We have His Excellency Bishop Richard Pates of the Diocese of Crookston. He is the Apostolic Administrator currently for the diocese, and we're going to visit with Bishop about a a wonderful campaign in, in the future of the Diocese of Crookston and how it is a very bright one in looking at all of these things. So, Your Excellency, good morning. Thanks for being on with us. Well, good morning, Brandon and John. Delighted to be with the Clark duo. And thanks ever so much uh, for being in contact with us today because we're really excited about this program we're initiating called The Perfect Fit. And uh, we're delighted to have the opportunity to uh, speak about it to all our friends in North and South Dakota and throughout Minnesota here. So thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. We're so glad to be with you as well. Maybe, uh, Bishop, you, you'd be willing to just start by talking a little bit about yourself. Uh, you're the Apostolic Administrator. Maybe explain a little bit about what that means as well. Okay, I'd be delighted to I come from the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, where I was a priest for 40 years and served for seven years as, uh, as the auxiliary bishop there. Then went on to Des Moines, as in Iowa, and was there as the ordinary for ten and a half years. And earlier, after I retired, never I retired, but nothing has changed. I've been <laughs> apostolic administrator in Joliet, Illinois, and now up here in the beautiful, beautiful country of Crookston, uh, northwest Minnesota. And the apostolic administrator is basically one who serves in the interim period, at least uh, typically that's the case, uh, when, between bishops. And Bishop Hepner uh, on April 13th resigned, and then I came on that date and have been here ever since awaiting a new bishop. But it's been a really a, a terrific assignment because the people up here are terrific and uh, deep in the faith and alive and spirited, 
and uh, really represent well the church. So very delighted to be here and uh, expect, you know, maybe a couple more months before we're blessed with a new bishop here. Now, in late July this year, the Perfect Fit campaign was announced. Can you tell us about the, that campaign and, and what the intent and, and how just generally how things are going? Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, it was announced publicly at that time. Lots of preparation had gone into it. We have been blessed for over 100 years with the Benedictine Sisters of Crookston, and they are deeply beloved. At their high point, there were 400 members. They're involved with education. They're involved with um, care for those ill, et cetera, medical care, et cetera, and also in our parishes. Deeply, deeply loved because they were so dedicated and wonderfully uh, exhibited their vocation. And uh, now, however, kind of as is the case with some religious orders, that their numbers have come down to about 21. And of those 21, only about seven are ambulatory. In the course of their presence in the Diocese of Crookston, that they established what they call Mount St. Benedict. It's a lovely um, property of about 37 acres on which they have some buildings, a couple of them which are just uh, only five years old. And so there are two wings, which are residential wings. They have a number of offices, and they have a beautiful beautiful chapel, very much adapted to the liturgy of Vatican II. And the sisters, given their numbers, no longer had use for this uh, beautiful, beautiful facility. In the meanwhile, the Diocese of Crookston has been in its headquarters for 70 years here in Crookston itself. And uh, the facility was designed for the uh, Chantry Outreach at the time, uh, quarters for the bishop and quarters for one or two other priests to serve him, plus uh, some sisters also who were in residence who assisted the bishop in his ministry. So now that has changed and adapted to a staff, but the building is not um, handicapped accessible. It sits on 20 acres of property, and the, um, the, co- the cost, rather, to rehabilitate it or to make it functioning for contemporary times would be approximately $4.5 million. At the same time, the appraisal of the entire building and property itself are $1.5 million. So you can see a little bit of a sinking uh, situation here. So anyway, uh, as it came about that the sisters uh, made known their availability of their property and also the need of the diocese came together, and it's what we call the perfect fit. So what it will allow us to do is to come uh, to the Mount, Mount um, St. Benedict, which is located just uh, within walking distance of our Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. And there we can establish our offices. And two things also can be happen, that we will allow one wing to be used by the sisters as a continuing care for their retired and ailing sisters. And then one wing will be used for our apostolic outreach, for retreats, for conferences, for meetings that it's just uh, so badly needed in terms of our pastoral ministry here in the Diocese of Crookston. So we're describing it as the perfect fit, that mm. the sisters are able to care for their healing members uh, until God calls them. We're able to use all of this facility in such a way that really um, responds to both our administrative and uh, pastoral needs in this uh, beautiful diocese. And uh, so the uh, agreement that we've reached is that we would raise $12 million, and that would be the funds contributed to the sisters for the ongoing care of their retired sisters. So they still have a significant cost uh, with those who are needing a lot of uh, medical care. They can use that portion of the building that they need, 
and then we'll not only have um, you know beautiful administrative uh, offices, etc., have a beautiful chapel to call people together, and most importantly, we'll be able to reach out in a very positive way on our pastoral for our, our um, youth, uh, young adults, and all of the other constant constituents of the diocese itself to have uh, their uh, satisfy their pastoral yearning and needs in this temporary time. So that's wow. what we call it the perfect fit. Yeah, that's that's excellent. Bishop, thanks so much for that explanation. I know there's a, a lot of details that go into it, and so it's nice to just be able to unpack that a little bit. If you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Bishop Ra- Bishop, excuse me, Bishop Richard Pates. He's the Apostolic Minister of the Diocese of Crookston, and we're talking about a the Perfect Fit campaign, which the Diocese of Crookston recently launched. You know, Bishop, as you were talking it, it occurred to me, you know, just the beauty of what's what's all involved here. And the beauty I, I refer to is being able to care for those sisters as they continue to age and, and you know, pass on to the next life over the, the coming years. And I wonder if you can just talk a little bit about this beauty and being able to provide care for these sisters, which you mentioned have done so much for the diocese over the years. Well, I think, first of all, you know, the sisters themselves, I think, uh, are deeply uh, beloved here. And when you have an opportunity to be with them and celebrate Mass with them, I celebrated some anniversaries, 60th and 75th anniversaries of four sisters a few weeks ago. What is so characteristic of them is their warmth and their love. Even in their ailing years, their senior years, that they still uh, manifest such terrific care for people, situation, pastoral and they're dedicated to the individuals themselves, you know. It's it's a bit of a relief sometimes to get away from the administration, all the issues and questions, and just uh, experience the the wonderful care that they are receiving. But also what they're still sharing with us, even, you know, in their senior years, that they give us great inspiration and hope. So that's one of the things. We still have a wonderful contact. It was limited, of course, during covid but, uh, you know, the people in the diocese still remember how they served in our schools, in our health care facilities, all of these sorts of things, and reaching out to the poor. Do they have uh, a real sense, ingrained sense, of what it means to uh, truly love in the Spirit of Christ and to share that with others? So that is uh, continuing inspiration. In turn, you know, we're fortunate that we're able to respond to their needs also and to be able to assist the, to the degree we can with all their uh, physical needs uh, at this point in their lives, but also to try to demonstrate a little bit of love. And I think that this Perfect Fit campaign has the underlying purpose of really expressing that love to others, uh, to the sisters, rather. And that's why it's being so very well received by our people here. Mm. That's wonderful. We do have to head to a break, so stay with us on the other side. We'll continue with Bishop Richard Pates and talking about, you know, we just covered the aspect of the sisters and caring for the sisters, but there's also going to be a lot of benefits coming forward for the diocese in having this new place. We'll talk about that and much more on the other side as Real Presence Live continues. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. 
Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain, we've all experienced loss, especially the death of someone we love. And it's never harder than it is with suicide. In our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and for You, we want to be able to help you. We know that the pain and suffering is great, but we also know that we, we can get through it. So please visit suicideandhope.com to learn more. Thank you. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Well, thanks for joining us. If you haven't uh, joined us already, we are honored to be talking with the most reverend Bishop Richard Pace, the Apostolic Administrator for the Diocese of Crookston. And we're talking about the perfect fit Campaign, which is a campaign to raise funds to purchase uh, Mount St. Benedict Monastery uh, up in the Crookston area. And we're visiting um, with the bishop. And I just, you know, we talked before the break about the, the sisters and how they're going to be able to stay on the campus and live their life and, and support them. Um, and I guess the other side of that coin, which makes it the perfect fit, is the benefit to the diocese. Um, from what I understand, Bishop Pates, the, uh, the diocese, they would have gatherings and retreats. They've always had them there, but this gives a central location for the entire diocese? That's correct. And uh, they had actually another piece of their property, which was a different wing, and that wing had to be taken down. And so we've been basically, at this point in time, bereft of opportunities uh, to hold these conferences and retreats. So we're really lacking at this at the present moment, and that's why this is so beneficial for the diocese. And so, you know, we really feel that our ministries will thrive in this modern, accessible pastoral center. It offers, it offers, for instance, training rooms, offices, retreat facilities, and private, beautiful grounds that are walking distance and kind of walk along the river there. And so it's kind of enchanting. Uh, right in the heart of Crookston itself, and it would offer to us, you know, the opportunities that we don't currently have the facilities um, to hold. And so, for instance, 
You know, we have space for casillos, marriage retreats, marriage preparation, faith formation, our confirmation retreats, formation, and spiritual activities. They're designed to deepen the faith of the parishioners and youth across the diocese. So there's a real thirst for this pastoral, you know, the heart of our work. What we're doing here as as a community of faith is to sponsor these events, which deepen uh, evangelization, uh, you know, and uh, also our catechetical work. But it's, so it's true across the country today, evangelization is so vital because uh, that is at the heart, the root, the foundation, as uh, Pope Francis so often reminds us. So this will provide the facilities. Another thing you might be interested in, Brandon and John, is you know that like uh, most other dioceses, that uh, is Crookston has had to issue, had to address sexual abuse issues, and other certain issues that have surfaced over the last three or four years. And we have spent a lot of time doing that. The people have been very cooperative. I think that we now have tried to do the very best we can in addressing the needs of those who have been abused, the victims, also working with the individual priests, etc., that people feel that we have had to do that. But we've reached a point where we recognize now that we must once again engage our mission full throttle. And that is what we're all about, that we have not avoided the other issues and problems, but we've tried to address them in such a way that today we can really engage our mission, as I said, evangelization, catechesis, and the people are excited about it. And I'm excited, and our staff and priests seem to be also wanting to move forward uh, in the life of our community here. I think that's really great. You know, as we see in our culture around us, Bishop, things continue to deteriorate when it comes to things like protecting the dignity of life, you know, protecting marriages, having strong families. And so for the diocese to be able to go forward and and do that and take up its mission is very important. You know, you mentioned the the facilities and everything that comes with that and the different opportunities. What do you see as you look ahead to the next 5, 10, 20 years, even though you won't be the bishop, what do you see as as far as a a spiritual foundation being laid and being able to have a place like this? a central location to go out and really take on that evangelizing mission head-on? Well, I think what it does is uh, I have been visiting about 30 of our parishes so far, just visited three beautiful parishes over the weekend. And so what the uh, this opportunity of a central sort of mission point will enable us to take bring together all of the great work that is being done in the parishes. That's where the life, uh, you know, exists of our spirit. And um, <clears throat> so I think that's uh, what we intend to do is to see what they're doing, what they're uh, seeding, in a certain sense, the faith, the strength of the faith, and then our coming together in a way that uh, specializes in the youth, etc., and throughout and bringing together the fruits of the entirety of the diocese itself in a way that, uh, um, you know, performs the role of the diocese. They're all here to make Jesus Christ known and loved, and as our parishes uh, come through after COVID, they're gaining the strength, they're reuniting, uh, they have a wonderful spirit about them. So what I envision the Church, you know, 10, 15, 20 years in a live community, such as Crookston, is really a thriving Church, where there's a relationship among members of the community in such a way that they're dedicated to the issues that you're talking about, family life, and uh, the dignity of the human person, all of those sorts of things, 
plus, you know, experiencing the liturgy. Uh, one of the things that I've really uh, been impressed by as I visit our diocese is they have excellent facilities that they build up over the years, so they're prepared for the future. And then secondly, Bishop Balky worked very hard after Vatican II to develop the liturgy of Vatican II. So there's full active and conscious participation at so many of our parishes. I'm deeply impressed by that, and I think we want to bring that together, too, and allow the nourishment, ongoing nourishment of the individuals in an appreciation for the Eucharist, the liturgy of the Word, liturgy of the Eucharist. That's so central. That's there, and we need to build on that, you know, as uh, within the context of the diocese also. Bishop, we talked about the goal for this campaign being $15 million. Where are we at so far since launch in July? I think we're at $8 million. And uh, the, uh, the, now we have launched, uh, basically we've been very fortunate that our lead gift was $3 million. And uh, since then there have been very significant large gifts that those donors who are able to have the means have really been responsive and helped us in a great way. And now we are reaching out to those who are what we may call the mid-category and the entirety of the diocese within the next coming months. So we're very excited, very pleased. The response has been positive. Uh, those who are blessed with uh, material uh, gifts are sharing those with the diocese. You know, we, uh, we're grateful for their goodness, but that's the expectation, too, that we who have been blessed uh, are called to you know, God, we cannot exceed God in His generosity for us, and so hopefully that we can uh, paint a picture that will be attractive to others, and so far it's been very positive. On the diocese website, there is a, a video that's um, that's on, and i got to tell you, I, I watched it last night, and what a really, really good message. It really puts the campaign forward and um, really dis- discusses what we can all do to, to help this uh, help this project. What are some of the things uh, that you would see, in addition to the monetary element, of course, um, that we uh, as as lay people really need to focus on to help? Well, I think thank you for that. Uh, you know, very positive word. And anybody who wants to watch that video is on www.crookson.org. Perfect slash perfect fit. I think you would enjoy that. Thank you for being such a, uh, a good uh, correspondent there and <laughs> preparing yourself. That's uh, to, great to your credit uh, to get us ready. But it is a beautiful video. I think it's only four or five minutes so that people could really appreciate. And it captures as videos can in a very short period of time the images that are so important to be conveyed. So long term, I think it's bringing us together. It's uh, focusing us on our mission. People are very hungry to do that. We live in a secular society that could not benefit tremendously, obviously, from the message of the gospel and also to be about uh, what we are called to do, to identify our vocation of the body of Christ, be present here in our community in such a way that people experience the light and the love that comes from the body of Christ. And, uh, you know, those are sort of uh, ideals that we experience. But if people are inspired, then I think they will also put it into action. And uh, this uh, community here is really <laughs> ready to go. That they have, as I said, gone through all this other experience. Let's move on with what we're supposed to be doing and uh, achieving that. And so I think we're hopefully, uh, you know, uh, teeing up the community, et cetera, for the new bishop. And uh, hopefully that you know, someone comes with a lot of energy, a lot of vision, and uh, moves us forward because we're set.
That's wonderful. Yes, the stage has been set. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about the Perfect Fit campaign, and it is a, a campaign in the Diocese of Crookston to purchase the Mount St. Benedict campus in Crookston so that the sisters who, as they age, uh, have a place to receive ongoing care. But then it also is a, a good, solid foundational point for the diocese to be able to carry out the mission and evangelization as Bishop has been talking about. They're $8 million into the goal of the $15 million. So to say they're off to a really good start is uh, is very true. Bishop, to somebody listening this morning who is, is excited about it, uh, but may not necessarily be completely bought into why the diocese needs it, what it's really going to do, what message would you leave with them here in the last minute or so? Well, just uh, the message is simply that, you know, we are a community, we are the body of Christ in the world today, that each of us belongs to this, that we need the facilities to carry out uh, our mission, and so that the mission is uh, being in- engaged and their own um, gifts. They can do a lot of things with all of that God has provided for them, but I think if they want to invest in a way that makes the gospel known and spread, this is the way to do it, uh, that uh, their money will be extraordinarily well used, uh, well cared for, but it will also be invested to be able to then, um, you know, be about making this uh, terrific presence of Christ in the world today in a way, in a society that so so badly needs it. Bishop, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. Well, thank you, Brandon and John. Good luck to you, and uh, thank you for all that you do in terms of the Real Presence uh, Radio. It's a terrific asset to our broad community. It sure is. And again, if you want to learn more about this campaign and even contribute yourself, you can visit crookston.org slash perfectfit. That's crookston.org slash perfectfit. All right, we do have to, excuse me, head to a break. But on the other side, we're going to be talking about an issue that is so important that we have to combat against as our culture seeks to drive us in the opposite direction, especially when it comes to our youth. And we'll tell you what that problem is, what that topic is, and why it's so important to talk about it, and how one gal and her organization are going on a full frontal assault against culture in that way. More when Real Presence Live continues. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 